We continue the halachas of Tzedakah and Meiser. Today we're going to start off with a discussion if, what exactly are you allowed to accept when you go knocking on the door or if you ask a group of people and a married lady answers and gives Tzedakah. Is it her money to give away? Is it her husband's money? Obviously, you're not going to, to um, interrogate her exactly whose money it is and whose name is on her bank account and if she got married with money in her bank. So what's the halacha? Are you allowed to take money from her or not? So the Mechaber says in Simon Reish Memches, Sif Dalit, Gaboitz Doka, Ein Mekablin Me'anoshim, Me'avodim, Me'atinoikos, Elo Dover Mu'at, Avaloi Dover Godol. Gaboitz Doka are not allowed to take from women, or from slaves, or from the kids in the house, just a token amount, a small amount of tzedakah. But not a large amount. Because if they're going to be giving large amounts, which are unusual, we, we have the right to assume it was taken without permission from somebody else. The What's considered a little bit, it all depends on how well off, how well to do the husband is, or the master of the slave, or the father. That's as a general rule. But if the Baal says, I'm not, I don't want you to give, and the person hears that his wife is arguing with her husband, even a small amount, you're not allowed to accept from them. And therefore, the halacha is that generally speaking, people who collect money have the right to accept a nominal amount of tzedakah from the lady or from the children who answer the door. If it's an exceptionally large amount, they obviously cannot accept it. Now, how much is that? So the Mechaber says it depends on the level of wealth of the person. You're knocking on the door of a big fancy mansion and they give you $100.00. We can assume that they're able to afford that. On the other hand, if a person knocks on the door of some small run-down house and he gets $100, we have to be afraid that that might not be the right amount for them to give without their husband's permission. Obviously, this would depend on um, the situation in the world at the time. Some generations are better off, some are less uh, well-to-do. So now, this is a chuva on the bottom of Cotton Gimel. Says as follows: I am Shuvas Noide Biyehuda. Chelik Yeridei Siminam and Beisha Kasa. The Im Amra Shenene Shenasna B'Shlichas Baila. Ubeshusay Nemenes. Let's say the lady says that her, her husband gave her permission to do it. She says, "My husband said I'm allowed to give you this hundred dollars." Do we believe her or not? So the Pesach Shuvah is saying from the Noide Biyehuda that she is Nemon. She is believed to say that the money that, was, that she is giving is with her husband's consent. So if a person is getting that large amount, she should say, are you sure you're able to give this? Are you, your husband okay with this? And she says, yes, yeah, sure, it's fine. He lets me do it. Then it's not a problem. So, Zirpa says, he's allowed to accept it. Furthermore, says the Pesach Tshuva, V'chein kasev b'tshuva b'shamim rash. V'ayin b'pirsh ha'sapurna al-atoyer b'pasev ha'yavoyu do we have a concept over there where the ladies gave a greater amount of tzedakah? 
ואין בתשובה סנאי דביהודה תניונו חלק ירידי עשים מנקוף נחש שנשאל אישה שיידס שבאילו מקמץ ונצינס צדקה. פנסטנטינג, אקסטרימלי אינטרסטינג שאלה היר. הלידי נאוז את הרחזבן הזה פרבלם, הוא סטינג'י. הוא לא נגיד את הצדקה שהוא צריך להיות. ואין נעשה לפי ערכוי. והיא נעשה לך בעיה, והיא רונה צ'קבוק. ומחלק הצדקה לפי האישה, והיא נעשה את המונה according to the wealth of the husband. והיא יודעת שבעלה מקפיד, ושהיא יודעת שהיא יודעת שהיא מקפיד, אם מותר לקבל ממנו, אתה יכול להקשיב ממנו. היא רואה את הצ'קבוק, והיא יודעת שהיא יש בעיה להגיע את המונה מהם, אז היא עושה את זה, והיא לא תגיד לו על זה, ולכן זה פעם לא יכול להגיד את הדוקה לבית שלהם. אתה יכול להקשיב את זה או לא? זה נראה לי כן. היא אומרת, אם יהודה והשב דגזל גמרו, וחלילה לקבל ממנו. זה נראה לי נכון. And Khalilah to accept it. For Asher, Bezdin, Kaifanel, Atzdaka, even though we learned in the Mechaber that Bezdin has the right to force somebody to give Tzedaka, Mikol Mokoim, Misam HaIsha L'Shefetes, who made this lady into Bezdin? The Isha P'sulah Ladun, a lady's not allowed to be a Dayan, she can't be the Bezdin. The Gamla Bezdin, Ain Rishos Likach B'mena B'liyu Diyasa, even Bezdin is not allowed to grab it without her realizing it. The Bezdin has to take it straight out. So therefore, says the Nain to Behuda, a person has no right to circumvent the husband if there's a reason to believe that the husband would be Makhbit. And even though the lady has control of the finances, she feels, and she feels she can give it, nonetheless, he's, a person is not allowed to take it without the express consent of the husband. Now, on the bottom of the page, the Eitzar Mepharshim brings from a parish called the Yad Avram. And the Yad Avram says slightly differently. Says the Yad Avram, Ubiyam shal shloimah b'bavakamah b'shem ra'avon, kosav da'idna mekablim min anoshim afilu dover meruba. Mishum deregilos lisa velite. Ladies today already, they run the finances many times, and we have the right to accept from them, says the Yad Avram, even a large amount. Uke'ilu manu ba'aisam ba'aleim shluchim. It's as if the husband appointed them as shluchim to do it. So the opinion of the Yad Avram is that since it's common for women to be involved in the finances of the house, therefore they're typically allowed to give even a large amount, a large donation. Now, the Neidah Behuda was talking about where the lady was doing it without her husband's consent. In that case, even though she runs the finances of the house, you can't accept. If you have a reason to assume that this is being done without the husband's consent, obviously the Yad Avram himself would agree that you can't rely on that. The Yad Avram is talking about as a general rule. The rule of thumb is that you don't have any reason to suspect she's doing it without the permission of the husband, and therefore you are allowed to accept even a large amount from women these days. We're going to skip to the next page, to the following page, that would be page 36. where the Shevet HaLevi in Yeridea Simen Kof Yudches appears. The Shevet HaLevi clarifies the Yad Avram, basically says what we just pointed out. And in the second column he says as follows, V'hinei kavonos ha-ra'avon, sh'kosav ha-idno noshim ha-petrofse shel baleim, e'in daito ilo'imad da-idno kol ha-noshim anu-poisim ha-hem din ha-petrofse. It doesn't mean to say that every lady we assume that she is the ha-petrofse. That it is common that ladies are apotropists. 
Oz, Benidik Hazeh, Shehem Be'emes, Apetropos, if we can assume that they are the Apetropos, and Leichem Yehem Dov and Meruba Gamkein. Veloikav Avonis Baal Aruch HaShulchan. So the, the, the Shevet Alevi is saying that you would have to have a basic level of awareness that the, this, is the, this kind of lady is a lady that has the right to be giving this amount of money. If you have reason to believe that she's able to, you, have, you go to a house of a, a wealthy person, and you can tell you know, the, way, the way the house is run, or you have a little bit of a knowledge of it, you don't have a reason to assume she doesn't have the right to do it. On the other hand, if you go to, to a house and she's giving you a large amount of money, and you have no way to know one way or the other, she doesn't strike you as the most uh, business-savvy person, in that case, perhaps, according to Shevet Alevi, a person should be more careful before taking money from such a person that it should be done only with the consent of the husband. Okay, now we're going to go back to page 35. We'll start from Siv Zion. A very important halacha also about taking money from people that are not in the category of those you can take from. It says the Mechaber, Adam Shua, a person who's a spendthrift. He gives out a tremendous amount of money. More than he's able to afford. Or he starves himself. And he gives money to the Gabbai. He's struggling financially, but everyone in his shul is pledging big amounts, so he also wants to give a large amount. The, da- the Gabe has to use discretion, and he should skip over collecting this person's nadava. It's also to be him. it's also to, to request the money or send him a bill to collect tzedakah. And if the Gabe doesn't do that, rather he goes ahead and he embarrasses the person, and he says, what happened to your nadava? you promised this and that, and he knows the person can't afford it. And he asks for it, Baruch is going to pay back from this Gabai for embarrassing this person or forcing him to give away money that he shouldn't be giving. Again, a, a very, very big Yisoy, a very big Chiddush. This is unfortunately not so well known that a person who's collecting money as much as he's in it for the dollar, he's trying to raise money for his organization, he has to be able to put the brakes on his a desire to have a successful fundraiser if he knows that someone who's giving a big part of the money here doesn't really have the money to give. He has to pull the guy to the side and he has to say, are you sure you're able to afford this? And if he sees that the person is giving, he's not giving a clear answer and he understands that he really doesn't have the money, he's just embarrassed or people sort of, you know, edge them on to give this large nadava, it is also for him to take it from him. And not only that, he's also litinus adin, which is a very unusual language for the mechaber to write in Shulchan Aruch. And it's therefore something, it's, it's of utmost importance that this Gabe should be careful and use discretion when collecting tzedakah. A person who wants to be zaycha should be and he should widen his hand, means to say he should give generously. When you give something for Hashem, it should always be from the best one. Now, obviously, giving money is all the same, but if you're giving, let's say, you're donating something for Shal Shodas, you're bringing food to the shul, and you have a choice to save your, the nicer cake 
for your Shabbos afternoon or to give it for the Shalashudas, you should give it to the Shul. In Bona Beis Tefillah, if you build a Shul, you know me Beisai. It should be nicer than your home. Yeshivasai, Hechel Rav, Beis Yeshivasai. Hechel Rav, if he's feeding a hungry person, Yachlam Yatayv HaMasuk. He should feed him from the best food that he has. Shabbos Shachonoi. Kisa Arum, if he's dressing up a person that doesn't have any clothes, he should give him from his best clothing. We learn this concept from a Pasuk that all the fatty things that a person has, he should give to Hashem. If he has, if he's giving, he's in a, in a situation where he's planning on giving tzedakah or a donation, he should give it from the best that he has, and from that, and, 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 and relegate for himself and keep for himself the thing that's, that's le- less important, less chashub. And that would be a key of what, this mitzvah that the Mechaber is saying a person should be and give the best, the best for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, now, let's begin to discuss the halachas of the amounts that a person has to give. So we turn to the Gemara and Ksubis Afnunam Aleph which is on page 37, the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Law. Rabbi Law said, Be'usha Hiskinu, and Usha was one of the cities that the Sanhedrin was. They made a takana, the Sanhedrin made a takana, Hamavazvez al Yavazvez Yosem Yichaymesh. A person who is giving money to poor people should not be Mavazvez, should not give out more than a fifth, 20% of his assets. Why? The reason is, Rashi says, that he should not have to come on to other people and become poor. So how do you calculate the fifth? Taitzvah says on the side, Ali Vazvez Yosem Yechaymesh, Mefarish Rishalmi, Shepam Rishayna Yochel of Vazvez Chaymesh. At the outset, the first time, he makes the calculation of everything he has and he gives a fifth to Tzedakah. Mikan Ve'elech Bechol Shana Veshana Yitin Chaymesh HaRevach. Every year, after that, he should give a fifth of the income that he makes. So he takes a fifth off his annual income in every subsequent year. So a person is learning the halach over here. He sees the din of a chaymish. According to halach, he should sit and calculate a fifth of his assets, how much it is. And then after that, every year, he should calculate a fifth of his income. And the reason is because more than a fifth, he's going, there's a danger of him going, becoming poor till a fifth is a safe amount. We're going to see there's different amounts of Mitzvah Shem in, in the coming Shiurim, but this is the, the din of, of the Takonis Usha, that a person is not allowed to be Mavazvez more than a Chaymish. We're also going to see in Mitzvah Shem that there are times you're allowed to give even more than a Chaymish. Now we're going to continue the Gemara. Tani nami hachi, ha-mavazvez al-yavazvez yoysimi Chaymish, shemi yitzarach le-briyas. He might need to come on to the Briyas, to other people, like Rashi had said. Why, why is Rashi speaking it out if the Gemara says it? That's a tzarach And there was a story where a person wanted to give more than a chaymash. And his friend didn't allow. Umanu, and who was that? Rabbi Shevav. Rabbi Shevav. Rabbi Shevav. Rabbi Shevav was the one that wanted to do it, and his friend was Rabbi Kiva. So 
So the Gemara is calculating that the second Maeser that he's giving is equivalent to the first one, which basically means 10% plus 10% equals a total of 20%, which is, which is the din of a Chaymish. So this is the Takhanas Usha, that a person, the Chazal instituted, that a person is not allowed to give more than a fifth of their assets to Tzedakah, because we're afraid that he, he might become poor. And as Taisa says, we only do this also the first time. After that, we only deduct from the annual income. We don't keep on recalculating the person's assets and keeping on deducting. We do it one time from the assets, and after that, subsequently, from the coming income each year.